Pod me, Amadeus. Oh. Whoa. I almost played the forbidden song. I heard. I felt your hesitation. <laughs> Crazy cats and kittens on there in pod personal land. Welcome back to Text Before Calling. I'm your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always, Zarek Wheelman Wheeler. Hello, sir. I felt your hesitation there, too. Have I spooked you? Uh, yeah, no. I was you just... seem a little unsure at the moment. Yeah, I was just in the middle of making a pizza and did, couldn't decide what to do, so I called an audible, and now the oven's just warming, and we're potting. Hello, sir. I'm making the pizza. I should also I come... mention I... About five minutes ago, I found out about this Vault 7 thing, so... Uh, this I Vault 7? Vault 7. Oh, the CIA thing? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, only vaguely aware of what's going on, but I was, you know, digging into that when you were prepared to pod. Well, I told you I had to come home and feed my kitty. Yeah, apparently. Sam can't do that? The pussy gets hungry. Okay. But, Fact of nature. But But Sam can't feed the cat? Sam is at let's bleep that out until 9 p.m. <laughs> I will definitely bleep out any reference to uh, any Our named... beautiful advertiser Jesus Christ. Uh, you can find them at multiple locations around God, I hate you so much. Yeah, a little, a little homework for you. Right you know, I was going to say whenever you, you played a millisecond of the Forbidden Song, mm-hmm. I was going to say maybe we should just take that off the board altogether so that you're not tempted, or so that your fat fingers don't keep <laughs> fucking up, don't keep slipping out of their time zone. But then I realized that would not be freedom, because true freedom mm. is paying a surcharge to a corporation instead of the government. Um. Well, that's, you know, capitalism. That's democracy. That's, uh, that's yeah. freedom, baby. I, so I assume you're talking about the, um, uh, the what are we calling it, Trump care now? With, uh, oh, you know what's fascinating is that it seems like they're calling it Ryan Care. Oh, really? Which is which is basically that's just like one, a, the, step one of saying. Remember when we tried and failed that thing called not President Care? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks like they're already trying to foist it off on him. Right on. But I, I assume you're referring to uh, yes, like, of course. Again, current events. Well, no, no, no. Something I, I am only starting to to look into. But the uh, uh, part of the new plan, I guess, I just saw for two seconds was that they're going to charge you a surcharge if you don't have or if you have a lapse in coverage, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And What's, see, before the penalty that the mandate that you had to pay mm-hmm. that yeah went to the good old government mm-hmm. and that went to a general welfare fund right. this fee that's for a full year mm-hmm. just goes to a corporation it doesn't benefit anyone other than the shareholders well i mean the, this is a whole thing um so this is they, there's no there's no extra cost to them of insuring someone because you oh. took a month off from coverage. Oh, there they're is, not. There they're is. Not this is trying sta- to make up. This is a loss. standard practice in insurance. I mean, any other, any other type of insurance policy you buy, this is built in. If you go with a, oh, with sure. a lapse but of auto a insurance, difference in, uh, I'm sure your perspective is right. That, that's no, no question about it. But there's a reason people get up in arms about health insurance because without it, you could die. I won't die without auto insurance. I won't die without renter's insurance. 
I, I understand, and I am certainly much more of an advocate of single payer or some sort of nationalized single system. Single payer? Yeah, man. Uh, that is the socialism of my libertarian socialism. Um, I feel like your nutsack must be perpetually at war with itself. Eh, you know, you're not far from the truth there, sir. I am like, uh, um, what's that perpetual motion thing where the balls keep hitting each other? Oh yeah, yeah, the danky balls. Uh, yeah, I am in a constant state of double think. Um, that is just. Well, I, I'm imagining that you have like seven testicles, and just the outer two keep dinging each other. Man, they'd be pretty bruised by now. Well, you are a surly type. That is true. That could explain a lot. But that would explain the grumpiness. I, I well, that's what I meant by a lot. A lot of. But my you're grumpiness. also very dependable and stolid, much like a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever heard the term stolid before. Do you mean stolid? Really? No, stolid. Okay. Stolid. Okay. Is that like stoic? Um. I'll give you an exact definition. Hold on. <laughs> I know I'm right about this. As, as the wheelman consults the, uh, I can only assume, Oxford English Dictionary. No, I don't need stolidity. I need stolid. Mm. Okay. Serenity now. Oh, okay. Stol stolidity now. So you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Adjective. Of a person. Calm, dependable, and showing little emotion or animation. Wow, that's you know what? that's Go appropriate. Ahead. You know what other word is a synonym for this that sounds like it should be an antonym? Hmm. Phlegmatic. Wow. Yeah. I, I always thought phlegmatic is someone who like spazzed out. Yeah. But like, phlegmatic sounds like flamboyance or like yeah, yeah, flailing. Yeah. But it means like totally calm and impassive. Like fluid. I guess. <laughs> but when I think of when I think of phlegm, I think of people like choking. Yeah, that's true. But the, the phlegm itself is calm and passive. <laughs> I think of, hey, hey, Sean, get a load of this. I think of Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. I don't know what that means. Hey, give me a round of applause. Okay. Now give me a joke. Oh. I'm assuming that got a laugh. I don't know. You're goddamn right it did, Joe. Nerd alert. Was this a new one? Yep. Nerd alert. Hmm. Nerd alert. Who's that? That would be Derek Laporte. Oh, that's not bad. All right, I approve of this. <laughs> Nerd Wait, alert. what show is this? Um, this is I, I don't know. Derek's been on a lot of shows lately. I think he's uh, I think he's angling to take over a mic here. I think he's um, I think he's angling for some royalties. <laughs> I think he's trying to get a sweet cut of that forecast uh, forecast royalty money. Well, he will be uh, the sweet residuals. <laughs> exactly. There, there is nothing but uh, outflow for the forecast studios. There's no such thing as an income here. This is yes, this yes, is but this is all part of our master. <laughs> sure, but this is part of our Trumpian master plan to not pay taxes for the next twenty years. <laughs> Then we're just going to write this off. And then we'll go public with the company, sell off the shares, and uh, fly to, uh, I don't know, Puerto Rico or and, something. And we'll have oh, our taxes uh, sealed by a federal judge. Totally. Is that, uh, is that still a thing? Or what? Is that, is, that, is that a new aspect, or is that an old aspect? Well, I, I was reading some story about how he was sued, one of the literally thousands of times he was sued, mm -hmm. um, at some deposition, uh, his tax records were supposed to be submitted as evidence. They're supposed to be sealed by the court. Mm. And then some some follow-up lawsuit happened, and this piece of evidence was supposed to be used, and I guess a judge gave the order to unseal the records, and it turned out the tax records had never been submitted. Huh. 
So they just weren't there. So every fucking day of my life now, I wake up, and the second or third or fourth thought in my head is, what are in these fucking tax returns? Like, we have half of the United States government now defending this man and his right to not return or not release his tax tax returns. We have half the government protecting one man's <laughs> tax returns. What could possibly be in these fucking documents? I mean, uh, this is a battle. At the moment, he's winning. But this is a battle he's having the Senate fight on his behalf. I feel like it's a red herring. I feel like he's just not releasing them because it's annoying to people. Like, I feel like there's... No, I think you're giving him too much credit. Uh, he is a world-class troll. No, again, you're giving him too much credit. Hmm. All he thinks about is that immediate feedback, whatever's happening in the room. You think, okay, here's the thing about troll. Mm-hmm. A troll wants people to hate him. Stephen Miller is a troll. Mm-hmm. There's this amazing, you know who Steve Miller is? The uh, Steve Miller band? <laughs> no, no, Stephen Miller, oh. PH. He's the, the 31-year-old that has Alex Jones disease where he looks like 50. <laughs> um, the reverse so Benjamin Button? Yeah, so, uh, but he's the speechwriter, one of the speechwriters for Trump. Right on. Um, anyway, there's this, uh, whenever he, he went on the Sunday shows a few weeks ago, um, and everyone was making fun of him because he seemed like this, you know, he seemed like this stolid psychopath, hmm. um, just t- like unsmiling, unfeeling, totally impassive, talking about how the president has ultimate authority and should not be questioned. Um, it was amazing. It was like a scene out of one of the RoboCop sequels. Um <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, he comes on there and then people get on Twitter and they start, you know, dunking on him. And this one guy said that he went to Santa Monica high school with him and he was in the auditorium when he was booed off the stage by 4,000 people when he was running for class president. Hmm. Now that's funny, not to you apparently, but to everyone else on earth, that's very funny. Um, but the follow-up to this is that he said that Stephen Miller lived for this, and mm. he loved it, and it gave his life purpose that everyone hated him, because otherwise he was just a nobody. Yeah. So he would rather be despised by everyone, despised and known, than be a nobody. Um, now, Trump, on the other hand, he says all this hateful shit, not because he wants the people sitting behind their computers and watching TV to be upset, but mm. because the people in the room yeah. fucking eat it up, and they go nuts, and they're happy. He says, yes, this makes you feel good. Me saying this awful shit about people who aren't in the room makes you happy, which is not what a troll does. He so, wants to be loved. Trolls don't want to be loved. So then what is he hiding? I mean, if it's a tax return, it can't be anything illegal. So it's... It, it, mm, I, that's not necessarily true. Certainly. I mean, it, it, you know, that's why it's audited. So, like, you, you know, if... No, but he hasn't been audited in a long time. He's being audited right now. That's That was the first excuse he gave for not releasing his returns. And that was a fake excuse when he gave it. The IRS said, you, that doesn't stop you from... You can release it. We are telling you, you can officially release it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was still being audited. Like, if there was something illegal in his fi- filings, I'm sure they would find it or, you know, he would obfuscate it from that filing. Like, I don't think there's anything you know that's going to be a a a bloody glove in his fucking tax reports um maybe not in the sense that you're thinking of it but if there is something in his tax returns that shows he owes legally owes 20 billion dollars to some russian oligarch right and that becomes a legitimate conflict of interest as president what i'm saying is there is something in those tax returns that would prevent him from executing the office of president and he, I, for all of his 
many, many flaws as a man, as a thinker, as a cellular being. I think he knows this, and he recognizes there's something in there that would ruin his plans. Otherwise, why fight it? I, I, well, I always I, think... I don't think the excuse of him wanting to piss people off matters, because he's, he's buckled before. Oh, yeah, certainly. I, he I, changes his mind all the time. He's not, you know, I gotta say, I was thinking about this, because you've, you've put me on the back foot <laughs> saying, you know, about this, and I wonder, you know, am I too hard? Yeah. Am I being, <laughs> am I being prejudiced? You know, like, there's gotta be something I can find about this guy that I like. And I realized he's not stubborn, actually. Mm. He's not a stubborn person. No. He changes his mind all the time. If anything, he's too he's a uh, impressionable. <laughs> yeah, totally. He is a, uh, a child with, uh, that just wants to impress whoever he's in the room with. Um, but I think, you know, I, and I said this as a benefit, uh, there's a positive quality for Hillary Clinton. And I think it's similar for him. Like, he'll say whatever he thinks people want to hear. Um, I, I do think it goes deeper than that, though. I do think he he does have at least an opinion on the topic topics that he's he's espousing. Um, I don't think he would just say things that he completely disagrees with in order to please the room. I think Hillary Clinton could definitely pander to people, mm-hmm. but I think um, Donald Trump truly, at his heart, has no ideology. Like, in terms of political ideology, it is completely malleable. There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, that might be, I mean, that, you know, that might be a good businessman uh, uh, way to think. Can we also explode that? He was not a good businessman. He went bankrupt many, many times. The only reason his empire wasn't wiped out was because of this crazy story where his dad loaned him a bunch of money, and it was in, like, it was like in casino chips or something. <laughs> and if I'm, I swear to God, the New York Times did this incredible uh, story about his 1980s and 1990s fortune. Basically, there's one night where he had like $50 million in casino chips. And if the casino had called it in, it would have permanently ruined him. And basically, his dad called him and was like, don't do it. And they said, okay. And then like some other loan came through and he was saved. That's I don't, I don't even really understand that concept where uh, – where did these chips come from? Like, is- well, this was during his Atlantic City days. Okay, so it was something. It was all wrapped up in the the real estate in Atlantic City, and all of that was cratering. Gotcha. And basically, he had he was back into a corner, and he had no bank that would lend to him, uh-huh. which is where all of these rush connections tend to start. Gotcha. Basically, saying that no American or Euro- European bank would loan money to him, yeah, because yeah. he was considered to be such a dangerous asset, totally. and so he had to turn to Russia. So I think that. What must be in the returns is basically, it's technically not illegal, but he took money from all these, you know, businesses the that are clearly that would let him, yeah. money laundering fronts. Right on. So huh. that's what I mean by like, I guess on the surface it's not legal, but should you peel off one or two layers, you would expose, you know, Eastern European mafia organizations. Just remember to text before So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, you're fired. Derek's a new host. Good luck with also, that. Also, you're evicted. <laughs> did you say good luck with that? I did. <laughs> Do you mean that? Um, sure. Love you, Sean. Toodles. <laughs>